Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Talksport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is Talksport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, Andy Goldstein. If you're new to the podcast, if this is the first time you've downloaded, well done. And stay listening because at the end of it, you get uh, a little code where if you type it into a certain website, you get a £1,000 for you. You don't mind making that up. Now, great podcast coming up. We begin with Glenn Johnson talking about Marcus Rashford and he shouldn't have been on the bench if he was carrying an injury. This was on Jim White's show and Natalie saw. Yeah, easy to say that now, isn't it? Because, uh, well, he got injured, didn't he? They knew his, he came off the game before, apparently through precaution. And if that's right, then that's the right decision. But then if, if Lingard's going to come on for Rashford later on, then why not protect Rashford from the Norwich incident and then bring Lingard on in the game in the first place? Or don't put him on a bench in the first place to protect him even further that he, he, he then certainly can't play. You're either fit enough to play or you're not. So if you're not fit, then there's no point being on the bench. And that's where I'm saying the backroom staff, I think, should look after him better. Um, because if the player's given the chance to play, even if he's 50%, he's going to want to play. He's obviously a fit, strong lad, um, but obviously games do catch up with you. And it's a sort of injury that looks like a burnt-out injury in a way because it's obviously no contact and or minimal contact. And he, he just felt sinking his back, which is you don't usually get back problems until you're much older and further down the line. But So it's it's a tough one. But yeah, I think he's going to need some looking after. Um, obviously, they seem to have done the right thing um, in terms of getting him off the pitch early enough against Norwich. Um, but then obviously they make a huge error in terms of bringing him on um, last night. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, uh, you love a bit of football, but I wonder how day one sounded in the third test between England and South Africa. The test match, of course, live and exclusive on TalkSport 2. If you're sitting there thinking, how did it sound? A, then I pity you. Surely you've got something better to do. And B, it sounded like this. Picking his knees up. Oh, that's a half volley and it has been dismissed. That is a shot of high, high class from Ollie Pope. Wide and mid on, consecutive boundaries, brings up the 200 for England and uh, takes the partnership beyond the 50 mark. 52 now between Stokes and Pope. Certainly got something about him, hasn't he, Ollie Pope? Looks a class act. Round arm, almost slings that one to Ollie Pope. He pushes it away defensively out towards uh, mid-wicket. Bernard Fernando will walk in to do the fielding. And that concludes... Deeply absorbing day. And staying with cricket, here's three people with words coming out their mouth. Zach Crawley, Goffey and Matt Pryor. Gives this one a little bit of air and that is clipped by Crawley through the leg side. Wow, that's going to run away for four. He's done more than clip it, he's timed that beautifully. Pitch was very slow, it was tough to score all day, um, as you can see from our run rate. Um, so we had to fight pretty hard and luckily those two batted very well at the end to get us... Um, to a good score at the moment, so hopefully we can push on and get into the late 300s. Um, 
I was pleased with how I played to it, unfortunately the way I got out, but uh, I was pleased to face quite a few balls and hopefully I can take a bit from that, Been spending quite a bit of time at the crease, going into my next few innings hopefully. I'd be thinking now England will be looking to themselves and saying we can get anything between 50 and 400, they're well in the box here and I think that would be a good score, I think it's going to get harder and harder to score on, England will go quite defensive pretty quickly with their fields, especially to the seamers, they'll wait for reverse swing, it, it happened today after 21 overs, right, we have got Mark Wood who bowls it beautifully, Brody can do it uh, well as uh, well, Sam Curran giving us a different angle, left arm option coming over the wicket and round the wicket. He also creates footholds for the offspin of Don Best. So I think England start getting 350, 370. Yes, he's still going to play well tomorrow. Listen, South Africa are a good side, good bowling attack. England, we know they've had collapses now and again, but they'll be looking realistically now at 350 plus on that first innings, and I think that'll be a good score for England. They've done a lot of hard work today, but there isn't. No point doing all that hard work if you go and lose six tomorrow morning in the first hour. You know, you've got to rebuild again, you've got to start again and, and make sure that you get a, 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 a target that puts you so far ahead of the game because that's the opportunity that you work so hard for. That's why the opening batsmen face as many balls as they do. It's not for that first hour or second hour or even the first day. It's to put yourselves in a position where you can bat South Africa out of the test match and almost take the hope of them getting a win out of it after day two. Then they're only playing for a best situation is a draw. The scoreboard pressure comes into it, and actually the wicket becomes kind of irrelevant because there's so much scoreboard pressure, they suddenly think, oh my goodness, we're going to be 2-1 down in the series. All these other things start coming in, into your mind and mentality. And a reminder, of course, there's a podcast called Following On with a new episode every day of the tour. Oh, I'm all tired. Right, time to talk football now. John Hartson was talking about the fact that it's good to see the SFA are taking research seriously in banning under-12s from heading the ball. Here, here. The balls are lighter nowadays, and there will be people saying, are we going over the top? Are we worrying too much? But my view is, if, you, if you're actually taking it from the University of Glasgow, where you've got students uh, studying, um, you know, going through experts and then linking dementia with footballers heading the ball. All I'm trying to say is I believe the Scottish FA at the under-12s, they're stopping the under-12s heading the ball in training. I think they're actually doing something very, very positive and they're taking this seriously because I don't, I don't think you can ignore it totally. Uh, big Al now and Ali McCoy is discussing the fact that uh, the young people don't have fry-ups anymore. How dare they be healthy? I bet they don't have pints of lager with their breakfast either. Disgusting. What's the world coming to? One in five Britons under 30 claim they've never tried a full Scottish or a full English because it's unhealthy. Most young Brits would rather tuck into smoked salmon and scrambled eggs, smashed avocado on toast and oatmeal pancakes. Garbage. They'll try to <coughs> stuff it down your throat. They are. You know, this and listen, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Avocado. I'm absolutely not having it. I'm not having it. There should always, always be a place for a traditional Scottish and English breakfast. Maybe a couple of days a week they smashed avocado. You, you smashed avocado, man? No, no, I'm not. Yes, we're 20 years old today, would you believe? And because of that, we're going to give every listener £5. No, we're not. We've asked Adrian Durham to pick some of his best moments from the station over the last 20 years, because we're 20 years old, would you believe that I've told you 10 times? Anyway, here at Durham's best moments over the years. 
And one of the key features on H&J is the Clips of the Week. And I think it's been fundamental to talk sports success, this, actually. Because Clips of the Week, in case you don't know, and you should do by now, is at 3.30 every Friday afternoon, they play a load of mistakes that we've all made over the course of the week. And some of them are incredibly cringy. Some of them are hilarious. Uh, but it's been a feature for... All the time, H&J have been doing uh, talk sport, and long may it continue as well. So, thought we might just play you one of the best ones. Here we go. I feel a bit of a fraud today. Why? Because I wasn't watching any TV last night. I was at the filming of the BAFTA tribute for Bob Monkhouse over at the BBC. Is that right? But that was a bit of fun. Oh, I mean, there were some really nice contributions from a lot of good people, including some of the best of the younger comics around now. You like Jack D, Jimmy Carr, and Steve Coogan. Yeah. And, and the clips were absolutely sensational. They got all these greatest one-liners, his mm. acting roles nostalgia by the bucket. I mean, you forget he was in things like Carry On Sergeant, mm. and, as well as... Well, uh, many people, Gary, forget that he's one of the greatest stand-up comics you've ever seen. Oh, I, I saw him years ago when I was still a reporter in Chester, and at the time we only knew him as the host of the Golden Shot or whatever, you know? I tell you what, he's got a great... Uh, you know, if he has to, he can do a blue version as well, which is meant to be fantastic. Oh, yes, yes. In fact, you can get those on, on oh, um, video still, on DVD probably now. Um, this, this, this show goes out the weekend after next on BBC One. You're absolutely, you, you're absolutely right. You're left with no doubt that Monkhouse was yeah. a giant. Yeah, sure. Oh, no, no, absolutely. Kelly, what about Bob's health now? Uh, he died, um, at Christmas. I think Mr. Brazil was um, just just looking a little bit back there rather than forward. Well, we, we right. that's, that's, yeah. See, I, see, I, I heard uh, <laughs> yeah. two different versions I mean, of yeah. it, to be the honest. Te the te the terrible thing two was different that versions, I was told. Oh, what was the other version? Did you know we what? ever find out? I'm not in this place if I'm supposed to laugh at that. Because that's <laughs> it's awful. It's awful, but... <laughs> it's, it's I don't laughing. I shouldn't laugh. I think there's been enough time has passed for uh, us to... And do you know what? The great thing about it is we all know that Bob Monkhouse was a true great and he would have absolutely loved it. He would have been <laughs> laughing at it, so... Do you know what's funny about that? <laughs> He's gone. Is, is his partner trying to bail him up? Well... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> He's looking backwards <laughs> yeah. and going forwards, and yeah, uh, an unbelievable, truly unbelievable clip. But you know what? When you get up that early every day, it messes with your mind, doesn't it? Now, 2007, uh, there was a big story uh, in the world of football, and that was that Jamie Carragher retired from international duty. And I wasn't very happy with it I, at I, all. This I do remember. You do remember. Yeah, I remember it as well. 2007 this was, people. This is nearly 13 years ago. And I said he bottled it. I said that he had not accepted the challenge from Steve McLaren, the then England manager, to uh, get himself into the England team. He just bottled that challenge. So I called him a bottler. And funnily enough, he wasn't happy with it. Jamie's with us on TalkSport. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Just phoned up on my way to train and listen to your show. Normally a good show until you start uh, rabbiting on this afternoon about being a bit of a bottle. It'll be interesting to see if you've got any bottle and come down to Anfield or Melwood and, you know, say it to me and we'll see what happens. I'd, I'd say it to your face and I'll say it what to you now. You mean, I yeah. want to know why well, you're even... Come down to Anfield on a Champions League game or whatever and we'll see them, won't we? Yeah, we will. You can say whatever. You can say these other players are better. Not a problem. Everyone's got opinions. That's football. Not a problem. With McLaren's opinion if he plays someone else. Not a problem with him at all. But don't ever call me a bottle on radio in front of all thousands of people listening to you. So why are you even thinking about quitting international football? Because there's that many people who he's played ahead of me. And I've, as I said, I've got no with he's played so well. That's a game, it's a game of opinions, but when you're at my age, they're all younger than me. They're all going to improve, which maybe I won't at that age. But yeah, you are, I'm, I'm, Sorry, go on. Go on, then, go on, what? Yeah. 
and I've played, I play, I got to the Champions League final, there's not much more you can do in club football, obviously win it, but we've done that a couple of years ago. He played Ledley King, who is a top player, but he's been injured all season, so how, w how would you feel in my situation there, what would you do? I'd feel like proving myself and getting a stomach well, for yeah. the fight going yeah. and, and going for it. <laughs> That doesn't even sound like you. <laughs> I was young and stupid then. <laughs> I'm old and stupid now. Uh, he uh, invited me to say it to his face. I went to Liverpool. Uh, yeah. I went to his bar, which was full of his friends and family, mm. and said it to his face. Yeah. And he gave me a signed England shirt, which is very nice. Uh, and we've been in uh, contact ever since. So it all turned out very well in the end. But for, <laughs> for me personally, anyway, it was the big moment. It was, it was fantastic. Now, us being 20 years old... Me and Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs were just 72 when they first came on air. And they're still going strong today. Here's your proof. Greta Thunberg. Oh, yes, beautifully uh, pronounced. She may be playing with a queen. Uh, she stunned Brian May when she played the solo to Bohemian Rhapsody during a Skype session. She's They were chatting. and then well, she, she What does she play? Guitar? Guitar, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. she's, it's, you know, it's brilliant. But uh, apparently they're playing an Aussie Benefit concert concert on February the 16th so I think she better set off now really yeah, going by pedalo February the 16th you won't that's make it take, that's going to take a long time she by <laughs> pedalo uh, anything else you want to talk about um, Victoria Beckham's loaf we mentioned it yesterday yeah. the uh, what's it called it's got it's like Esteban no, it's not called Esteban Esteban it's <laughs> <laughs> Ezekiel, that's it. Ezekiel. So this is a this is a, a loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that costs five pound ninety five. Oh wow! And uh, and it's what's it like toasted? <laughs> what idea. what's in it? What's in it? Uh, what's in it? We had yesterday. It's got in it. Uh, hold on. Uh, mm. I love how you introduce these stories and then can't well, find them. You didn't, I didn't, wasn't expecting to well, tell you. Well, you said what was Victoria Beckham's loaf. Oh, <laughs> Victoria well, Beckham's People loaf. aren't going to know what it is. Well, people do listen more than one day. <laughs> you you well, say I, that. I don't know, actually. I'm not so sure. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I, think, I think 20 minutes would be pushing it a bit. <laughs> anyway, so this yeah. loaf, and because uh, and they made a big thing about it, and it went in the paper and everything, mm. and now the... What's in it? The Guardian... <laughs> Still can't I, find I, it, can I you? Can't, no. Go on there. <laughs> What's in it? It's um. No, don't no, don't worry say. about that. Just keep on because we're only here till four. What um? What about a loaf? <laughs> I'm it's a loaf of bread, it. and it's got. Imagine it was quite. It was quite. <laughs> I've got and, to find sort, out now. It had sort of sprouts in it and everything. Sprouts, that's yeah, it, and yeah. sprouts in it. Had sprouts in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what about it, Andy? For goodness sake, what about it? This bloke wrote into the star. <laughs> Victoria Beckham would be would do anything stupid just to make the headlines. Wow. The latest being spending £6 on a loaf. And I don't think that's how it works. I don't think Victoria Beckham went out and said, how can I get in the papers today? I know, I'll go I'll and buy... I'll spend six quid on a loaf of bread. six quid on a loaf of bread. I'll put it on social media and everybody will write about it and then I'll be in the papers. If Victoria Beckham ever did a radio show like this, I imagine it'd be a lot better. But if she... <laughs> If she ever did, award sure she'd winning. Win an award. Yeah, but if she ever did, I would imagine she'd be yeah. saying that Andy Jacobs. Oh, yes. You know, he spends twelve quid on a bar of chocolate. <laughs> He'd be lying. Actually. Well, not. For, oh, come on, you've spent you've spent a tenner on a bar of chocolate. I have. Yeah. Well, there we are. Now, staying with numbers and years, Matidis is up for a link. Here's an exclusive interview with the West Ham co-owner David Gold talking to the Moose Ian Abrahams. It's been ten years. There's the link since they took over the club. Those promises are not written in stone. They are our hopes, uh, our dreams. You know, we, we go to the Olympic Stadium believing, uh, for example, 
um, 35,000 fans at Upton Park, uh, 60,000, 62,000, 66,000 at the Olympic Stadium. Um, you know, we've got to do that. We've got to do that. It's, uh, that is a promise that we can deliver. We know we can deliver that. But, of course, there are promises that we made that there were hopeful promises. You can't guarantee that your players aren't going to get injured and, therefore, you're not going to get into uh, the top half of the table or you're not going to get uh, to a cup final or you're, you're not going to progress as, as, as you hope. So, you know, there are promises that you know you can deliver and there's promises that you hope you can deliver. And we shouldn't be lambasted because we failed in some of those promises. Those promises still exist. We promise to do our absolute best that we can. And I, um, you know, I feel that. I feel that every day we're doing the best. We're not leaving stones unturned. Um, we're doing everything we can to continually improve this football club. And, and the aim remains, and that is to challenge at the very top of, uh, of, of football that, whether that's winning the FA Cup getting to a cup final getting into Europe challenging um, those you know those top six now Leicester did it it's true that, n- that really no clubs over the last 20 years since the uh, since the, the birth of uh, the Premier League have really attacked uh, the top six. But it's beginning to happen and you're seeing, you know, Arsenal is not doing as well as they've been doing for the last 20 years. Even Manchester United, mid-table, you know. So it's happening. But is it going to happen overnight? Clearly not. And that's where I feel that we've let the fans down. But I want them to know that, that it's not for the... For trying. Really. It's a strong statement what you just made. You'd let the fans down. There's still a club here. And there, you could argue, if you hadn't come in 10 years ago, there wouldn't still be a club here. So on the one hand, you've made a statement you let the fans down. But on the other hand, you've... We'll only let them down in the sense that um, we should have, um, you know, not been so positive in what we... We should have made it clear that these are our hopes and dreams, um, but they're not... Um, uh, you know these uh, promises weren't written in stone, um, but that we were going to do everything in our power uh, uh, to try and achieve those things. I'm Darren Goff, and this is Talksport Daily. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Time now to turn our attention to kickoff. And John Salarco is in the studio talking about his unsuccessful attempt on a managing career after being a player. I took up coaching and I got my coaching badge at a very early age. And there was twofold to that. I knew it would improve me as a footballer because if I understood what the coaches were trying to get out of me, then um, that would make me a better player and obviously go into coaching. So when I finished playing, I did apply for a number of jobs. I better not name the teams they did apply for. You know, League Two teams, League oh, go One. On, go on. And, <laughs> are, we um, talk, are we talking managerial positions? Managerial just... positions, okay. yeah. Yeah. And um, I didn't get one interview. I suppose a lot of chairmen have got an idea of who they want as their manager. They've got a short list, but it's like anything. There's a lot of jobs that are advertised, but they know you've got to advertise the job. You know, they know who's going to get it. Mm. They may even go through the process Mm. of interviewing um, other players. That's why I I do actually, initially I didn't like the Rooney rule, but now I do. I I do welcome the fact that you do have to interview Mm. a BAME um, candidate, at least one, uh, because it gives you options. I think sometimes... Just being in that environment, I think it's welcoming as well, you know, because you lose a lot of confidence in the fact that you're not getting anywhere, but you don't get any reasons why you're not getting Mm. an interview. Um, So certainly I can't sit and say, you know, it was because of this. So you didn't even get to go through the interview process? No, no. So Yeah, and and, but you're kind of left on your own, really. I don't think you get enough help and you're asking, you know, you you as referees, do you get any help uh, from, from the bodies? I think when you finish playing, I think you should be on a track. And that's what I'm saying. I think, you know, as a player, as a as a coach, as a referee, you need that, you, you know, you need that pathway. Back now to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show. And Matt Ryan was talking about how he's fundraising to tackle the devastating Australian bushfires. I had my family over here during the Christmas period and I was caught up with them quite a bit and they, uh, they ended up leaving to go back to Australia on January 1st. And that was when I really got a chance to look into how bad it really was. And yeah, like you say, some of the footage and the photos and all that you you know, you know, saw on that are all over the internet were um, yeah, quite uh, graphic and horrific. And yeah, yeah it, it, I wanted to yeah try to uh, lend my help. There's a television network back home, Optus Sport, and I saw that for that same weekend, they were going to be donating $1,000 for every goal. And in me wanting to do something, I thought, uh, you know, there would be a nice incentive for some keepers. And, um, you know, I come up with the idea of doing that. And I thought, you know, at least if goals are being scored, you know, at one end, you know, we're winning. And, you know, if the keepers are saving, we're, we're winning also. So I thought it was a win-win situation. Wow, and, brilliant. Yeah, ultimately, yeah, raise some nice funds for, for those in need back home. And last but by no means least, yes, I, Andy Goldstein, was back on the sports bar. All right, it's about time. Why have you been swanning off? All right, I've been doing the snooker. Why have you been doing that? Well, they pay better than the radio. All right, move on. Okay, I will. Here are the best bits from Andy Goldstein's, me, sports bar from last night. Okay, say Boney and Bernie. Bernie, Bernie. Say weekend at, say weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> say Boney Tony. 
Bernie Turney. <laughs> Go on then, Tony. <laughs> Go on then, Tony. What are you phoned up for? It's not how I expected the conversation <laughs> to go. <laughs> no, me, t- no, me, Tony. Go on, go on in, go on in, Tone. T- no, turn. Tone. Go on, Tone. Go on, Tone. Right, I've got um, a CD in my car, and um, track eight's my favourite. And the first two lines of the song is Andy Jacobs. Okay, can you, and, what, what, you can hear him, you mean? It sounds like him. Well, that's what the lyrics sound like to me. And um, Can you play I it? I don't think... What's the song? We can find it here. What's the song? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, the song's called Jump Jet, and it's by Ride. Jimp Jet? J- Jump Jet. Oh, Ride, that's with Andy Bell in, isn't it? Yeah. Here's me power, Andy Bell. Do you like Ride? Jet. Yes. Um, the oh. lyrics don't start till one minute, three seconds. One minute, three it's seconds. Like... And it sounds like yes. the words Andy Jacobs. Is that what you're saying? There's no difference. Okay, well, let, wait there, wait there, wait there, Tony. Wait there, Tony, we'll have a listen. Here we go. Andy oh, my gosh. That does sound like him. Good work, Tony. Have you Googled it to find out what it is? No. Should I, should I... Okay, yeah, Jay, have a look. Let's hear it one more time, Josh. Just play it again. Andy Jacobs. It says that Andy Jacobs gave me something. Play it again, Josh. Andy Jacobs let me fly. Why are you turn it down after that, Josh? Do it again. It says that Andy Jacobs let me fly. Andy okay, Jacobs yeah, let me uh, fly. Uh, Here we go. You got the word. You got the lyrics. Turn it down, Josh. Honestly, I mean, it's like you, you're new to the game, yeah. On, I mean, it's going to be disappointing. I mean, I don't know whether I should tell anyone. Just keep it as it is, because Andy Jacobs sounds better. Is it in there as Andy Jacobs? It is, yeah. So it okay, says Andy Jacobs. Okay, Tony, good work. Yeah, I don't think he'll know about it either. He says Andy Jacobs. He must be a H&J fan. Does it say Andy Jacobs? <laughs> it says Andy Jacobs. Wow, OK. Uh, listen, Tony, good work. Well, that's nearly it for another podcasty thing. Good work, everyone. Let me remind you that, of course, you can download this and subscribe via Acast, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And also, let me tell you about bucket loads of football coming up. So tonight, being Friday, on TalkSport 2, exclusive. That was my voice. We haven't hired someone in to do that. From quarter to eight on 1945, if you've got a 24-hour clock, it's Fulham against Middlesbrough. Live commentary of that in the Championship. Then proper football begins on Saturday as game day. That was me again. Half past 12, it's Watford against Spurs. Then at 3pm, actually this is quite complicated, so listen carefully. It's Arsenal against Sheffield United. So the game will begin on the TalkSport app due to the cricket. Oh, John, you're playing cricket before football? Yeah, I don't make the rules. And the second half will be live on TalkSport 2. Can't you put it all on TalkSport 2? No, I've just told you. The cricket's on. Yeah, but no one listens to the cricket. All right, we've paid a lot of money for it. And then at half past five, the big one. Come on, Newcastle against Chelsea. That's also live and exclusive on TalkSport. Lots of football, so make sure you pin back your lug holes and you listen to it all live and exclusive on TalkSport, the network. That's it. Have a great weekend. I'm back, of course, on Sunday night from 9pm for the Trans Europe Express. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.